0: We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. We pay our respect to their elders past and present. Hello and welcome to another episode of This AFL Life. I'm your host, Alison Smirnoff, and I'm very pleased because the gang is back together. I am joined (laughs) by my co-host, Susan Cadman. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. And Rachel Hibbert. Hello.
1: I'm waving. No one can see that, but (laughs) hello.
2: (laughs) Caddy, nice weekend away. Oh, I was a ripper. I had some perfect. Weather, lots of sunshine, lots of surf. It was exactly what the doctor ordered. And I came home to some weirdly warm Melbourne weather. Yes. But some also awful hay fever seasons. (laughs) You know, you win some and you lose some. You can't, beggars can't be choosers. You can't, it can't be nice weather and just pleasant. It has to be nice weather with a little sting in the tail. So, yeah. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Now we were treated to some absolutely amazing finals footy in week one of the AFLW finals. I've been saying this to a few people, but I think the Friday night game between Adelaide and Melbourne is one of the best games of women's footy I have ever seen. Hiba, you were were actually there. What was, I mean, it was because I watched it on TV. It was brutal and bruising and like, I was very impressed with Melbourne, like how they were challenged physically and they responded, which is a Mm -hmm. pretty big departure from um, how Adelaide's rolled over the top of them the last few seasons. So what was your take being there in the flesh?
1: It uh, started off uh, very slowly for Melbourne, and someone a few rows behind me actually said, well, maybe they need, you know, that extra week of finals to really gel as a team about seven minutes into the game. (laughs) And... I had to agree with them at that stage. I was like, well, maybe they do need four quarters of footy to get all these finals cobwebs out, and then next week they'll come in guns blazing. But to their absolute credit, whatever was said at quarter time, blew them up and away. Um, It was actually bananas, but I was sitting in the legend stand with a whole group of Felks, which was really lovely. And then Mm. at halftime, I went over and sat with Gabby in the Melbourne Demons camp. And it was like being in a library. No (laughs) one was saying a word. It was so quiet until like Dees did something good and then the atmosphere turned turned it on um, being in that camp. But just goes to show that maybe the nerves had been festering at home for everyone, that whole week and there was a huge, you know, I don't know, feeling around the group that I guess they knew they could do it, but how? I don't, I really don't know. I think Melbourne kept up with the pace of Adelaide where teams haven't been able to do that before. Mm. Probably Brisbane being the only other club that could match their fitness and endurance throughout this season. But Melbourne just went another level Mm. up in those final three quarters and, I guess we're just winning every contest Uh, was really devastated for Alyssa Bannon who took seven or eight bounces from one end of Icon Icon Park to the other only to then not centre it. So I was shattered for it. But anyway, um, it was an amazing game to be at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just loved how they, Matched it with Adelaide physically because Adelaide is such a, a strong physical side. Mm. Um, but after like kind of being put on the back foot in the first quarter, like after quarter time, they just matched it and and they took the game on as well. Like they they had their handball game going through the corridor and they just played really kind of daring footy. And I oh, it was just it was so impressive. It was such an impressive game. The running of Melbourne was yeah. bonkers and. Um,
1: I've just looked up the stats here, That Eb Marinoff, I think she had nine tackles in the first quarter or something, and then had been nullified to have only 12 tackles for the entire game. Um, and she was Adelaide's um, biggest disposal getter with 17, which is quite a quiet day for Noffy, actually. Yeah. Um, so when you nullify their um, bull through the middle, then... I, I guess that's the secret to beating Adelaide. So, I guess I guess we'll see if Collingwood are able to do that this weekend again, or whether they'll um, you yeah. know, fix their fix their little um,
0: brain fluffs. I suppose. Mm. Um, there were some other games as well. I don't want this just there to will. be the Melbourne show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brisbane looks like it was a comfortable win over Richmond, and it was for most of the game, but. What I really liked about Richmond is they did finish with a flurry, and I think that is great mm-hmm. to take into this week's cutthroat semi final. And you know, and they did earn the right for a double chance, so they had to go. They've got you know a second week to to go again. Uh, very very interesting game on Saturday night down at GMHBA. Caddy, we need to talk about Geelong kicking one eight. <laughs>
2: They've caught. They've caught the yips. Yeah, I'm just like kicking through the big ones, and or you'll just get <laughs> like it's just not that hard. But it is hard. I take that back. It's very hard sometimes to kick him straight. But that is the perfect demonstration of how inaccuracy can literally kill your season. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like so, so, so close, Geelong. But yeah, you know. They'd be really disappointed. Obviously, they'd be really disappointed with that. But to pretty much lose on inaccurate kicking is, um, yeah. I mean, teams aren't going to get through to the grand final kicking like that, Melbourne included. So, you know, um, yeah, it's a really good demonstration of that.
0: Whenever I see a scoreline like that, I just think, oh, (laughs) caddy.
1: Same. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> bad kicking is bad football. And then, of course, on Sunday, you know what? If this game had gone for another two two or three minutes, I think oh. the doggies may have pinched it. But, again, Collingwood yeah. kicking 5-10, it should have been over yeah. much earlier. And just that, that wayward kicking just kept the doggies in it.
2: Yeah. I think Collingwood got away with that win, actually, mm. I think. Mm. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think – I have been watching Eliza James highlights all week <laughs> and by a week, the last four days. Uh, but she kicked four goals and all four of them were amazing goals. Yeah. The 2 steps, step back and then banana 25 metres out from the um, boundary. It was insane. Mm. So people who turn up in finals, Eliza James, um, I agree. It was Collingwood's game to lose. Um, and and with those final two games, Alison now Smokies were both smoked, yeah. badly.
0: They really were mm. <laughs> not great mm. tippers.
1: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of also did choose Richmond as a Smoky because I can't just ever choose one. Uh, <laughs> so they're still alive. You're still in it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Richmond.
1: How do we feel about this upcoming game on Saturday between Richmond and North Melbourne at one forty pm
0: at Punt Road? Alison has lots of
2: thoughts on this. I've got I'll lots of thoughts won't...
0: and I was quoted in two <laughs> sporting publications during the week because of my angry tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't decide whether I'm angrier about it being at Punt Road and Punt Road being such a small venue and not fan friendly like it's got a condemned grandstand oh. that no one can sit in and kids can't even see over the fence if they have to stand around the ground so not great but I think actually where I've landed is that I am angrier that it is clashing with the mm. Matilda's friendly against Sweden which mind you I have I booked tickets to months ago and I haven't seen the Matildas live. They haven't been in Melbourne for three years. It's a World Cup next year. It's very, very exciting to mm. have the Matildas in town for the AFL. And it's not. It's not just. <laughs> it's not just the Richmond North Melbourne game. The no. Adelaide. <laughs> the Adelaide game starts at three forty, so it over like the Matildas game overlaps with both of them. It's absolutely absurd, and it's just another demonstration of how the AFL just does not understand its fan base. Mm. People that love AFLW love women's sport. Yes, full stop. The biggest women's sport ticket in town this weekend is the Matildas Friendly against Sweden, who's the, I think currently ranked number two in the world. This is huge. World Cup next year, lots of excitement around the Matildas. And... I don't think code wars exist in women's sport. It's it's rising tide lifts all boats, you know. I will spend as much money to go to the AFLW as I would to, you know. Look, I've booked tickets around the country for the World Cup next mm. year. You know, like <laughs> why do the AFL keep underestimating and missing the mark with the fan base? I have no answer, just
1: anger alongside you there it's and it's also baffling that you would put it at pump road across the road from amy park where your fan base like you can't even go from one game to another that you know it'd be different if it was something like what they do on anzac day in melbourne where the aflm play the Anzac Day match at the MCG and then thousands of fans stream across to Amy Park to watch the Melbourne Storm take on the Warriors. Yeah. And it's a day of sport. They didn't even allow that to happen by putting, you know, an evening game at Punt Road or an evening game, I don't know, on the MCG. I know they can't do that because the cricket's on, Mm. but goodness me, it's just nonsensical. And yeah, I... I will have to be watching the games for both of you, I think, and be updating
0: you. exactly, because, I mean, I'll be beside myself watching the (laughs) Tillys. Oh,
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think the last time we saw them, Alison, was just before the pandemic really kicked off and we were at Amy Park watching another Friendly. It was, it was, and I met Mm. Elise Kellen Knight that night and I was starstruck. (sighs) (laughs) Crying. (laughs) I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, a question I raised to you during the week, though, just about the this the stadium of which this game is being played on. I understand Richmond's desire to have the game at their home ground. They've earned that home ground advantage, but I think my question is, if you have the faith and belief in your team and your ability to um, I guess, surge forward in a final series and really compete. Does it matter whether it's at your home ground or another ground in the same city, not your opposition's home ground, obviously that might play obviously into their favor, Favor, but what what's stopping them from having a game at Icon Park or Vic Park where the stands are, you know, more friendly, more fan friendly. Mm. I think it says a little bit of something, um, I don't know, from Richmond to to say that they, they don't know if they can beat North Melbourne at another ground in the state.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like it was, a, it was just a very convenient argument from Brendan Gale, like, and hopefully, Quinny, you're not going to get too upset about, like, we're not Richmond bashing. <laughs> no, come and tell us, Quinny, tell us. <laughs> but, like, the game sold out in 13 minutes, so there's mm. a whole bunch of Richmond supporters, you would assume, that have missed out on tickets. Mm plus impartial again not acknowledging the fan base like we just love women's footy we will go and support the finals if if we can get a friggin ticket
1: yeah would love to be there
0: and you also you usually the grand final is at a you know neutral venue might be in your home state but it's usually a ground that you've perhaps maybe not played on so you know you have to you have to be able to play anywhere and win. Yeah. So psychologically, what is it saying to North Melbourne that they're demanding to play on their home deck, which is inhospitable for supporters?
1: I know what North Melbourne's message would be before the game. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, that they're scared of them. They're scared of them, I think. Like, I just think oh, I can't believe Richard made that decision. Like, I understand the, the association with the home ground advantage and all that but it's your first finals it's your first final series your Richmond supporters are going to that general Richmond supporters are going to be beside themselves wanting to go watch mm. and your general footy supporters want to go watch like they could get a massive crowd they've got a bigger fan base than North Melbourne so they'll still have mm. a home crowd a home crowd advantage wherever they play yeah but it does it seems a little bit um yeah it kind of sends the message that they're a bit of maybe a bit afraid of playing on a neutral deck or whatever, Um, you know. Which, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's an interesting decision. Let's just put it that way. Yeah,
0: mm. I kind of feel. Yeah, I just feel like it's a little bit short-sighted, just a little bit. Sorry, Quinny, just an inch. Because <laughs> <laughs> their game against North at Arden Street a few weeks ago was an absolute cracker. Yeah, or like
1: put both of them at Vic Park or the or Icon Park or yeah. I don't care, like Swinburne's,
0: not Swinburne's, Latrobe. Bloody put them somewhere where they're the hill to watch it on. And when you think about teams that really do have a home ground advantage and would probably want to utilise it, think about like Melbourne. Like they have a fortress down there at Casey Fields Mm. and they were coming up against the team that beat them in the grand final. They had every reason to demand to play it at Casey, but they didn't. They played Mm. it at Icon to fit lots of fans. Mm. Hmm.
1: I wonder if next year we will have a finals series of grounds, assigned grounds that will have capacity for fans and camera crews and
0: all of those things that I think we miss at a community yeah. ground. Well, it's interesting there was an announcement today that even though Brisbane finished top of the ladder, and would theoretically get a home grand final, it's been announced that the Gaba and Metricon are both unavailable, which is a surprise to absolutely no one because of the timing of the season. But I would have sworn that Metricon was available. Apparently it's not. I haven't read the article. I just saw the headline, but that both grounds are unavailable. (laughs) Goodness.
1: We're off to W.A., That'd that'd be the next thing that the AFL do. Let's let's take it rural. Let's take the grand final to the other side of the country. That'd that'd be logical, wouldn't it?
2: Yes, the I guess the um issue with the quick change in season of timing of the season rolling into the front end of the cricket season rather than it being mm. an issue at the back end, I think a little bit. So mm. yeah, but it does. You do feel for Brisbane because if anyone deserves. It, well, a home final, assuming they get through, is Brisbane. Mm-hmm. They've really dominated this year, and oh, totally. fans would love to see them be playing. You know, yeah. Mm. So,
1: with um the second game, which I know you won't be watching, but maybe you'll respond to my messages of mm-hmm. updates. Yeah. Um. So Adelaide are taking on Collingwood at Unley mm. Oval. Adelaide announced today that Chelsea Randall is unavailable for the semi-final. Yes, so they're without their captain, which they have been many times before. How do Collingwood beat Adelaide at Anly Oval, who are also coming off a loss? Mm. Collingwood have the, I guess, um, the high of coming off a win, and Adelaide have the the build up of coming off off a loss. How do they? How do they beat Adelaide?
0: Well, I think. You have to win the contested ball. Yeah. And you have to be willing to take the game on. Like similar to Melbourne, you have to play really brave footy. Yeah. There's
2: nothing th- to lose, is there? <laughs> I have to say, I think um, watching those last two crews, like, I went to the Cruz St Kilda game and they, the last game of the season. And something missing at the crews, they're just not quite the team that they have been um and like obviously Chelsea Randall's injured and that sort of possibly has something to do with it but they just were they seemed they're not their usual composed self um they were sort of rushing their decisions and not yeah um and I think we saw a bit of that on Friday night when Melbourne sort of turned put on the jets and put a bit of pressure on and move the ball quickly they were a bit lost um so yeah I'm not sure the Crows are playing their best footy so Mm. I think they could have, they could have, a- they could be a chance to nab a win here if they, but they need like the, the pressure that the crows, the sounds, that- <laughs> the sound of the crows plays tackling, you know, their mm. opposition is, makes me shiver. Um. So <laughs> yeah, Colin was just going to have to absorb that and then return it to it to kind of have a chance, I reckon.
1: I agree. I think Colin would need Jamie Lambert to have, um, the effect that everyone knows she can have on the game. Mm. Um, without a few field- of those star-studded midfielders that we know and love and miss, um, Lambert will really have to step it up. And I think, I think Downey's been doing a really good job in the ruck for Collingwood. I think yes. her game has changed a lot from when she was at Carlton. Um, so I think if she has a really good game as well, they're not out. I mean, no-one's out. It's finals football.
0: Mm. But
1: if I was looking at it on paper, Adelaide have have the up. But I think Collingwood coming off a win with momentum and, I don't know, the wind in their sails, we could be in for an upset.
0: So the winner of that game plays Brisbane and, Mm -hmm. obviously, the winner of Richmond-North Melbourne play Melbourne. So it'd be very interesting. I mean you'd love to see I'd love to see Adelaide v. Brisbane in a prelim. That would be spicy. Oh, spicy cuff, spicy mug,
1: <laughs> spicy anything. It'll be it'll be so good. Lots so that spice. would be at that would be in Brisbane?
0: Well, I assume so,
2: but who knows? Gosh. I did read that article, Alison, and just hot off the press, the reason that the the, the grounds are unavailable is unsurprisingly because of the cricket. The is going to be hosting a test, which is obviously the, the pinnacle of Australian cricket over summer. So mm-hmm. they spend months and months curating those decks, so they're, they're not going to be able to play there. But um, I, I'm 9% sure the reason that they can't play at Metricon is because there's a Guns and Roses gig somewhere around <laughs> that time. Uh, so how Gunner's... are they
1: still going?
0: <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, presumably their Metricon is available for a prelim, just not the granny. Mm,
1: yeah. Okay. I say so.
0: mm, interesting.
1: What's, where is your bet that the grand final will be
2: played, regardless of who's in it? I think they'll find somewhere in Brisbane. I think they'll do it. I don't know where it will be. I don't know Brisbane well enough. Do you know? Does anyone know? I don't feel like, yeah.
0: I don't know that there's another oval. Mm.
1: There's one that the QAFLW play on and they always film that. I will see if I can find the name of the ground.
0: While you're looking for that, Hibba, my kind of gut feel is that if it is say, a Brisbane-Melbourne grand final and they can't find a venue in Brisbane or Queensland, that they may find an impartial city to That's play it true. in because if they moved it to Melbourne and played it at Icon or Marvel, then that might, might be deemed to be giving Melbourne advantage. I mean, I hope not. Like, I mean, I would love to go. (laughs) Like, I haven't been to an in-person grand final since the Doggies played in 2018. (laughs) It was so
2: wet that day, Alison. It was
0: unbelievable.
2: (laughs) Well, I haven't been to a grand final at all, so that would be very exciting.
0: Yes. But then again, having said that, if they played at Marvel or Icon Park, it's like that's Mm -hmm. not Melbourne's home ground. It's still a neutral Mm -hmm. venue. In a sense,
1: I also yeah, and I also think back to that grand final at Icon Park, which was Western Bulldogs and yeah. Brisbane. Yeah, and the crowd wasn't one sided. There were people from everywhere, from yeah, Fitzroy, great. who
0: go for Brisbane and everything like that. So
1: mm.
0: yeah, I, do, I don't <laughs> know. Just, even that we're having this conversation is, is oh. <laughs> just so oh. dumb. And I think Emma Carney said it on the W podcast with Sam Lane and Shani Norder. This week's so like just just book a venue so we know where we're going to mm-hmm. play rather yeah. than doing it Ooh. all last minute.
2: Yeah, it's, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it
1: flashes me back to the start of this year when I already had my community football clubs games in a shared calendar that our team manager had like sent out. Um, This is in February um, when our season started in April, whereas our VFL We didn't even have um, a round one venue or opponent yet, and we were playing in fourteen days. So, dare I say, we're a bit numb
2: to it now. Yeah, yeah, I reckon we're all just used to it, aren't we? Okay, not okay. (laughs) Mm.
0: (laughs) No, very adaptable, aren't we? Malleable. (laughs) (laughs) So, any last minute thoughts, predictions about the weekend? Can we predict an
2: upset like Winston Collingwood and Adelaide? I think the Matildas
0: could beat Sweden.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Tillys. So excited to watch the Tillys. I'm so, just like, I'm honestly so disappointed. I'm also going to the Tillys game and just think that Collingwood, Rich, uh, sorry, that North Richmond game. Mm. Oh, it's it would it's gonna be a cracker regardless yeah. I think but mm. oh wouldn't it be great to go to that with a heap thousands and thousands of people mm. <laughs> and just really be there and watching it and wouldn't it be nice if they put the games on like Friday and Saturday night so you know everyone can get around and watch the games and like like we're all used to having footy on the evening slots and stuff like that it just feels so disappointing to me yeah how good um, would
0: it be? Yeah. How good would it be to be strolling up to Icon on Friday night? Yeah. Oh, to watch a final, like which is how good it was last five week, days ago. <coughs> yeah. Oh,
1: amazing! The atmosphere that magicians and musicians and all sorts of things out in the front of yeah. Icon Park, and little kids were loving it, and people having beers, and you damn it, just really, and I, I can't even go to the game because I couldn't get a ticket. So now I'm literally going to be sitting at home messaging you about both the Matildas game and the
0: football. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, Caddy, maybe we should, like, watch the first quarter from, from Punt Road through the fence and then just oh, walk yeah, down do to that. Amy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in. But, yeah, not the best for you, is it? But no. I'll do it. Yeah, may as well. May as well.
1: Just take a big sign. Take a big sign that says, "I wish this wasn't that pump road," and then put it up. <laughs> yeah, and I'll spot you on the telly. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> we'll
1: see how we go.
0: Um, okay, my tips for the weekend. I think I think North are going to get up against the Tigers. Going to have a bit of extra motivation, um, and I think Adelaide will bounce back against Collingwood.
2: Yeah, I reckon. No, I'm going to Tigers. I'm I'm like going underdog here. Like I think I know the, the Tigers finished higher, but I think they're the underdogs in this scenario. Um, and I know I just said Crows aren't playing their best footy, but I still think they're not playing their best footy. They're just full of champions and mm. some pretty hard nuts in the middle there. And Collingwood, will have to play their very, very best to beat them. So Crows and Tigers for me.
1: I think with Jazzy Garner going the way that Jazzy Garner is going, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if she um, takes out the season BNF.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and I think she will rise to the challenge, as will the rest of the Roos um, on Saturday. So I think it'll be north, but in a very, very tight contest, uh, I think, yeah, I think the Ruse will get up. And, oh. My head says Adelaide will get up at Unley Oval, but my heart says otherwise. Your black and um, white
0: heart says fires.
1: It hurts. <laughs> Look at all my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adelaide will get up at Unley Oval, but I um, will be gunning for,
0: for Collingwood. Mm. Excellent. Well, we love finals footy. We love the Matildas. It's going to be a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Regardless mm-hmm. of what code you're watching, Caddy um, <laughs> Hiba, thank you for joining me. Back, getting the team back together. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. Godspeed on Saturday with
1: keeping up with everything um, oh, I know. and go well, the chilies. Ch- <laughs> yeah,
2: fully charged phones required. I think so, I know. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might need one of those like battery packs for
0: my phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see you next week. If you want to hit us up during the week, we're on social media at This Day for Life. Uh, but we'll see you then.
2: Bye. See ya. Yeah.